Hello again, and welcome back to 1001 by 1. Uh, it's been quite some time since I've said that in any kind of a tone that wasn't either um, somber or with some sort of sense of nostalgia based on it. Um, I have been thinking for quite some time about whether or not this show was going to come back in, in one capacity or another that wasn't just in a temporary status, these little one-offs that I was doing. And um, this last summer, as I was reflecting on uh, my time with my good friend Ian, who is, of course, no longer with us, I was thinking about our journey with this book and our journey with these movies and knowing that I think somewhere, wherever he is, he would want that journey to continue. And so the hard part was trying to figure out who to continue this journey with. And I'd, I've met a lot of people over the years uh, who I'd done podcasts with, I've had on as guests and been guests on their shows. And I wanted to have people on the show. I wanted to work with people who came prepared, were diligent about the craft, but also were just conversive, who knew how to talk, who had fun talking about this. And as if serendipity stepped in, I happened to do one single show with both of these people um, on a movie that I, I think we would all say is good, but that we talked about on an episode of Below Freezing. Um, that episode was on Event Horizon. And the two people who will be joining me in this new iteration of 1001 by 1 are Brittany Reinholz Hobson and Joey Rogate. Brittany, Joey, Thanks for being part of the team. Thank Thanks you for, for having us. Yeah, it's amazing. So, um, just a little bit, a little bit of background, I think, just so that people kind of know. And we're gonna, we're gonna get to know you better in this little uh, promotional episode. Um, but for the record, um, so Brittany and I go back. We actually have a, well, I'd say a mutual friend, but that's really not true. She's your friend that I kind of knew once because we had a mutual friend. Um, but, but we actually met doing a, a, a terrible show in Seattle. Uh, we, we won't, we won't, yeah. we won't say the name or the theater, uh, because we're not here to besmirch anybody, but it was just not good. It was just not a good show, but we did collaborate a few years later and I'm actually drinking my gift, uh, uh, my mug from the show. Uh, I still have that mug, too. <laughs> Brittany and I were in a production of Closer by Patrick Marber, which was a, a film in 2004, a Mike Nichols film, a uh, great cast. Um, and that was actually one of my, uh, it was a, a, a way better experience doing theater. Agreed. Yeah. Um, and then, I, you know, after that, we just, you know, as, as the theater world goes, we didn't really talk much. But as fate would have it, uh, Brittany, you would be our first guest on 1001 by 1. When we, talk, I was. we talked about audition, which was great. And I always love episodes where we don't all agree. Me and you both liked it. Ian was on the other side of things, but that made for yep. a fun, a fun episode. Um, and then also uh, you were on rewind 2552 when we talked about Dante's peak and event horizon with Joey and, and my wife. I will say I felt a little bit bad doing Dante's peak because I know Melissa loves it <laughs> and I actually prefer volcano. Oh, so wow. I do think it's pretty funny that we I, swapped I, there. I, I, um, I fucked that up. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, 
Yeah, uh, watching Dante's Peak made me realize how much I enjoyed Volcano over Dante's Peak, but I might be in the minority there. Wow, I think I think you might be, but that's okay. That's why that's why we do this. Yes. Um, and then and then Joey. So uh, we I obviously we met through Kieran, who runs Best Picture Cast. Um, uh, we so. Uh, outside of that Event Horizon episode, um, Melissa and I were both on Worst Picture Cast with you when we talked about Sleepaway Camp. Um, you were on Rewind uh, when we talked about The Relic and uh, the last episode of Rewind, which I think will have had to have aired by the time this comes out, which was on Air Force One. Um, and one of my like... What? Oh, yes. That movie is so good. I love Air Force One. We, my husband and I recently bought it because we watch it so much. We were like, we just, uh, we got to buy it. It's one we put on when we're sad. We just so recorded good. it last night and I, I'm very excited for you to hear it. I'm so excited to hear it. It's fine if you don't like it. I have a feeling that we oh, all no, will have... Oh, good. Good. It was, oh. We're pro. It, it was, yeah, it was definitely. It's a movie where some of the faults are pretty deep, but it doesn't. But yeah. like it. The, but what makes it good? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it just helps lift it right out. Oh man. Oh, Air Force One. I love it. Um, but but Joey and I, I think uh, more recently we were on the the 2022 Oscars episode of Best Picture Cast, which I just had a a fucking blast talking about i love the oscars and i love and this is one of those years where i i saw damn near everything that was nominated and i was pretty pretty proud of myself um joey i still you have to see the worst person in the world you have to see that movie i know that's pretty much at this point the only thing i haven't seen um and that that episode was i actually re-listened to that oscars episode recently it was so much fun we pretty much did just four hours of raw recording drinking just going through everything and i think it's a really great episode that's a long long time four hours it i was. love it it was it was um uh well cool and and honestly i i would I, I plug all of those episodes you know check them out and joey obviously you've, you've done a bunch of stuff on on worst picture cast and best picture cast and just i follow them listen all that good stuff um so i i think one piece of uh of housekeeping to sort of maybe air out with all of us um, to the to the listeners who are curious about coming back and uh, following the show um, is that when Ian and I were doing it, we uh, had a, a rule, if you will, that we would only cover the movies that were, were that were going to be in the whatever was the newest edition of the book. So as time went on and movies got kicked out, we would talk about those movies that got kicked out, but that we would sort of have just a definitive list to work from. But after talking with you two, we've decided to open up and do any movie that has ever been in the book, which uh, gives us obviously way more to talk about. Um, and as the years goes on and, and things get, get booted out that we maybe didn't get a chance to talk about, those will still be on the table. So uh, thank you two for bringing that idea up. And as the show sort of uh, re-evolves and all that good stuff, I'm sure new bits and things will, will come, to, uh, come to the front. But now we need to get to know you two a little bit better. Uh, and, and one thing that we would always do on the show, we'd talk about, like we would do recommends, right? We'd always do like a recommend before every episode. So we're gonna go more like big recommends, like, uh, like movies that you, you absolutely love. So um, we'll just kind of open the floor, whoever wants to jump in first with three or f the three or four movies that, that are either like your all time favorites or movies you really love right now. 
doesn't matter. This doesn't have nobody's holding you to this list. So let's see. Who who wants to who wants to jump in first? I'll go first. Cool. Um, yeah. So you know, so one of the things we've done at Best Picture Cast and continue to do each host, we doing uh, you know our top ten favorite movies with some rules. Adam, you're going to have an episode soon, sooner rather than later on your top ten. So you know, I'm pretty out there. So the way I kind of did it was. Things that sit because really even even on our Oscars episode, I really talked about you know the movies I loved. I, I'm on record saying Titan and Tick Tick Boom are my favorite movies of last year. So I wanted to for this the three kind of movies that I've seen or re re gotten into um, since then that I've just really loved and get haven't had a chance to talk about yet. Um, the first one is a new movie that I think is the best thing I've seen in a long time, and it's uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I, I, it's just so good. I, I, it's been a, I walked out of it, and I, I think by like 3 a.m. I was still up thinking about it and falling in love with it more and more. Now, Brittany, I, I have to imagine that this is a film that you have seen. Oh, of course. Michelle Yeoh forever. I loved it. Um, we actually didn't go see it until for quite a while because um, we try to. We uh, there's a little cinema down the road from us, and they do uh, two for the price of one on Tuesdays. So we you might as well go those days. And uh, everything, everywhere, all at once was always sold out. So we didn't see it for six weeks because it's been in the cinema for so long. And when we did go to see it. Uh, my mind was blown, obviously. Um, I I thought, why isn't Michelle Yeoh doing everything? She should be in every single movie that's ever existed. Um, I cried. I laughed. I was totally baffled by one scene. And I think you both know what it is. And I don't want to give it away. But I went, how does anybody sign on to do this? It's incredible. But how, how do you get this past someone and say... This is what's going to happen. You're going to do this and then fight. And uh, it, it blew oh, my mind. Okay, uh, okay. I think I got it now. I know exactly I, what yep, you're talking yep, about. Yep, yeah. yep. That scene. <laughs> that scene. Adam, I, I started, saw like the light bulb hit your head. As... <laughs> I started laughing hysterically and both my husband and I looked at each other and said, how did this, how, how are they doing this? Who agreed to this? I'm so glad they did, but who agreed to this? It was... Ah, I love it. I think, I think, I, I don't want to, don't hold me to this because I've only seen it once and I very much enjoyed it. But I, I think one of my favorite scenes from that movie might be the scene where it's the two rocks having the conversation. Me too. It's yeah, so I good. Think that's the I last cried. One, I think is one of, yeah, I think that's one of the most emotional scenes I've ever oh. seen. And the fact that that pulled out emotion makes zero sense. When, that was the first scene my wife and I talked about when we were walking out. We were like, how was that scene so fantastic? And, and that, was, that was one of the last movies we watched uh, in, in Washington before we moved. And we didn't get to see it in theaters, so we, had to, we, we downloaded it when we could. And I was so, this is a weird comp to make, but I remember I was, I was really excited when Uncut Gems came out. And again, I couldn't see it in theaters, so we watched it at home. And the thing about that movie is that it's all about like the pacing of it, right? And that was a day, that was a particularly bad day with the kids where like they interrupted us every five minutes. 
And Uncut Gems is not the movie that you want to be constantly interrupted watching. And so I, I don't know why, maybe because of the A24 connection, but I was so convinced that my kids were going to continuously interrupt us in this movie, and they didn't. And we got to watch it in one sitting. Ah, just a great, great movie. And great, just a great viewing experience when you can actually sit and watch it. Oh, yeah, that adds good to choice. It. That's a great pick, yeah, Joey. Oh, great pick. Thanks. Oh, man. I, I was debating if I went that first or third, and I really feel like I should have reversed my order. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you're good. You're good. What, what else do you got? All right, so my second, um, it's something I didn't hear about when it came out. I caught it. It's on Peacock. Uh, it's from 2021. My Son, directed by Christian Carrion, starring James McAvoy. Oh, no I have idea. not heard of this. No idea. Okay, yeah, so it's about a kid goes missing, a father who works away in Scotland. It's, it's, it's in England. Um, he comes in, James McAvoy tries to find his son. Everyone has a script except James McAvoy, so he's improvising all the dialogue and everything as it goes and reacting to everybody, and it's fantastic. It's a pretty short movie. And I wanted so much more of it when it was done. It's definitely worth checking out. Um, it's a cool movie that just, for some reason, I, I accidentally stumbled upon it. And I've told a few people about it. It's, it's, I don't know why it's staying hidden, but it deserves to be out there a little bit more. Interesting. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. Now I want to go look it up. Yeah, it's cool. It's an easy watch. It's, you know, and, but once, and I didn't know McAvoy didn't have a script until after the fact. So I'm watching it and... I love him, and then he, I'm like, oh man, he's, he's, he's awesome. And then I read that he's just reacting and improvising, and I was, I was just blown away. That's so cool. I watched it again that night, <laughs> like a psychopath. No, I, I, it's, oh, I do that all the time. I rewatch <laughs> oh, movies constantly. If I love a movie, I'll rewatch it. I remember watching Brave for the first time. I, I immediately rewatched it, and then I called my mom and I said, "I have a movie we need to watch together because I think you'll understand." Because we had a very contentious relationship when I was sixteen. Understandably, I was a total bitch. Um, but <laughs> then when she did watch it with me, she fell asleep and didn't see any of it. So. You know, but I'm, that's I'm why in the recommends same place. are dangerous sometimes. Recommends <laughs> they can be real dangerous. Uh, and uh, so, and Joey, you said you had, you had three. You got you got one more. Yeah, I got three. So All the right. last one's kind of a grouping. It's actually in the book, um, but it, it, it. So it's the Toy Story movie. So I had seen the first one when I was a kid a bunch of times. I think I had seen the second one, but and I never saw the third and the fourth. I watched them with my son all recently in the past couple months, and it was the first like movies where he, after watching it, really cared, and he loves Buzz, and he has all this Buzz stuff, and he would he would ask to watch it. It was really the first movie he did that, so I was I, you know, I enjoyed that I'd seen the first one, but get to watch the rest and all the Disney Plus shorts with him, and so that's just. I'm watching him a lot, and I really love him because it's really fun watching with him and him really giving a shit about it. That is so cool. Like, that that spark of of interest, you know? I don't have children, so I, I never experienced that, but it seems like such a cool thing to recognize in your own kid when you realize, oh, they, they like something. They like this thing that I also like, so we have this in common, and to watch that, like, joy grow within them is probably magic, you know? Yeah, it's super exciting. And then for him to, like, you know, now, of course, he has all the toys and him, like, interact with them and play with them is just really fun. I, 
you know, one thing I've been learning is is not just how much the, the kids comprehend of the plot, but like the weird small things they remember. Um, right now, my my youngest absolutely loves um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and every other night because I, it's the best movie that's been. Yeah, I no, trust me, I'm I'm. She's got good taste, uh, and um, so every other night, every other night it's on at some point, and. The other day we were, we were driving somewhere and we were listening to not, you know, nineties on nine and, um, hypnotize comes on and my oldest goes, isn't this the Spider-Man song? And I go, no, that's not the Spider-Man song. But I was like, Oh wait, no, she recognizes that that song plays in the movie. And I was like, God damn, you're, you're smart when you want to be you little crappy <laughs> eight year old. And, um, oh, yeah, man. yeah. And to- now there's a movie. <laughs> that I love that movie. movie is so good. Oh it's my god! So good. Yeah, my my son likes Spider Man, but he's more of a Spidey and friends still at this point. He's two and a half, but he's watched Into the Spider Verse, and I I think the um you know the epic falling jumping scene blows his mind, like because blows I don't know how too. it would it. Me too. I when I I saw that in theaters, I was like, oh, I like superheroes, and this set looks cool. I saw, and I was like, oh, that was the best animated thing I've seen. Yeah. So good. And I mean, and uh, Toy Stories. Yeah, we 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 covered the Toy Story movies on on the pod. We uh, we talked yeah. about the, the and and Pixar. I re-listened too. to the episode. Yeah. Um, and I and I I definitely know tur- Turning Red is a big um favorite of the girls too. I mean, it, I really liked Turning Red. I I did too. I think it really hit. I, and I I think actually it's it's definitely you can see somebody making that movie who grew up around the time that we all grew up with that. Yeah. Very much that Backstreet Boys in sync kind of uh, obsession. I went to absolutely. I went to all those concerts. My mom was great and was like, "Let's go to In Sync. Let's go to Backstreet Boys. Let's do them all." Britney Spears was better than any of them, though. I'm gonna be perfectly honest. Say that right here, right now. Oops, I did it again to her. She was incredible. But that, that was a good time in music for me. <laughs> I, I believe it. I believe great. it. Yeah. If, if it wasn't Fully on, on board. if it wasn't on TRL, it didn't matter. I mean, it's a great. I, mean, I, I, I saw I saw the Backstreet Boys in concert with my wife and one of her friends and significant others like five years ago. And yeah, nice. Oh, nice. they are entertainers, that's for sure. Hundred percent. Awesome, awesome. So, so Brittany, what what films are you bringing to the table today? My God, this was very difficult. I took it very, very seriously. I have like 20 films. Obviously, Oof. I'm not going to tell you all 20 <laughs> films. Um, that it's would... fine. I had a cheat code because I already have a full hour long episode of me talking about my 20 films. So there you go. We're, we're there you go. You for it. <laughs> um, one day I'll do that. I'll be great. Uh, but so I thought about movies that like really did matter to me and movies that I find myself going back to or... Um, or movies that I saw recently that I will forever in my mind just think, wow, this movie was in- an incredible experience. So, um, oh, God, this is hard because I literally have six and I'm, I'm trying to take two out right now. So I'm going to go ahead and go with my original four. And I'm just going to say right here, I'm taking Aliens and Terminator 2 Judgment Day off. Uh, but they are very high up there for me. Uh, love them. But my, I'm going to go in order from number four, and this is going to be a weird one. Um, 2002's The Ring. <laughs> I love that movie. 
It was the movie that introduced me to Asian cinema. I know it's a remake. It is not Asian cinema, but it is the movie that opened that door for me. And that's such a huge part of what I personally love and enjoy. Uh, it still scares me to this day. I do not want to watch her open that that closet door ever. Ooh, ooh. Um, it's it's bad. It's really bad. It scares me more than the Achilles tendon scene in I Saw the Devil. Like it's oh, for oh, me, it's wow, it's bad. But I did. I went and saw it in theaters when I was in the sixth grade, I think. So it was very poignant to me. Um, so that's my number four. I watch it at least once a year, if not more. No, no, the I, ring. I love that. Well, and, and to, so two things. One, the ring has some Pacific Northwest connections because of uh, set and shot. Um, in fact, the tree, the infamous tree, was actually filmed uh, very close around Stanwood, where I where I grew up. Um, oh, cool! But the the but I I also saw the ring in theaters, and I I I, I love I love the movie because obviously like. I want I want to have an emotional reaction, whether it's laughing or crying or being terrified. Like that's why I go to movies. And I remember um, the movie's like damn near close to the end, and uh, the boyfriend guy has the tape and his TV like it just turns on. And I remember like like the body starts crawling out of the well, and I I was like leaning in, like what the fuck's gonna happen? And as soon as her hand reached through the TV. I yelled shit in the theater, like out loud. <laughs> I love that. But like that, but like I, I think so. That's what you want, back right? On that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, po- it totally scared the shit out of me. I will say the You'll one remember thing. Remember that forever. It, you do. It's it's those cinema experiences that really matter. And for me, that was the one that opened the doors. And I was like, this this is a remake of another movie. Now I have to find that. And that opened everything. And now all I do is watch Asian cinema. But um, one thing I do think that the um, the movie is really lacking is Hiroyuki Sonata, who was the boyfriend character in uh, Ringo, because he is my biggest celebrity crush, and I'm obsessed with him. Now I um, I didn't know his name, but he's been in a right. He was he was uh, in the 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 latter seasons of Lost, right? Yeah, I, I believe he was also in the Mortal Kombat remake that they. He sure was. All right. He was yes, totally he was. in the Mortal Kombat remake, and I watched it for him. <laughs> you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I was okay with it. I was. Okay I, with I was it. fine with it yeah. too. I actually liked I it had more. A blast. Yeah, I bless, it was fun. They're about to start. They're about to start doing the sequel, and you know what? what? I'm gonna watch that one opening weekend too. Oh yeah, Hell, I can't wait. Yeah, listen. Hell yeah, me too. Cinema friends, do you remember in like in the height of the pandemic when HBO graciously decided that they were gonna yes. do day in releases? Yes. And like, like I, I seriously treat my Melissa and I treated every one of those, good, bad, and different. We would get a bottle of wine. We'd make popcorn. We'd be like, girls, don't come downstairs. Leave us alone. <laughs> and, and like, we treat it as like a little, and oh man, I, we watched Mortal Kombat at like, like 7 PM, which seems way too early to watch that movie. And I was like, yes, I loved it. We were actually watching it with our friends. Um, like we started it at the exact same time and our our uh, HBO kept skipping, so we'd have to text them and be like, "Pause it, pause it, pause it," because we're we're not on the same time anymore. And uh, all of us really had a great time. I know a lot of people hated that movie, but I thought it was fine. And also, my celebrity crush was in it. Uh, that so helps. I was thrilled. No. He's also if, been if called expect- the. Oh no! Go for it. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm... if you it, if you go in knowing what Mortal Kombat is, that movie was a goddamn blast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but uh, no, the Ring, solid yeah. pick, solid. Yeah, pick. great pick. I it's, love that. It's just so good. I will watch it forever. Um, so my second choice uh, is, and the rest of these from here on out are foreign films. Um, Pan's Labyrinth from 2006 by Guillermo del Toro. I am really huge into fantasy, fables, and mythology. Uh, I remember watching this movie, and it resonated so, so deeply with me. Um, it scared me. It made me cry. It made me happy. I, When I was a child, I used to pretend that there was a haunted forest in my backyard. And that I would have to um, complete different tasks in order to get back home. Uh, so watching that, I thought, oh, God, this is so, so childlike to me. It does feel real because the things that I pretended were in the backyard, the trollows, um, they were really <laughs> real to me. Uh, you, you had to do cartwheels at them and then they'd run away. Oh, Just man. so you know, in God case the girls it. ever talk I about trollows. I would be fucking dead. Dead. I'd be great. I'm great at cartwheels still. <laughs> Trollas, they ain't got nothing on me. Uh, but You're prepared. I, You've been training your whole life. Super prepared. Super prepared. I mean, I don't dance anymore, but damn it, I can still do a cartwheel. Uh, but it, I just really had a strong connection to it. I still love it to this day. I think it's a really beautiful film. Um, I think some of the CGI probably doesn't hold up, but the puppetry is incredible. Oh, Doug yeah. Jones is beyond, beyond obsessed with everything he does, pretty much. Joey, have you, Pan's Labyrinth? Yeah, so that's, it's actually funny. A, a couple weeks ago, I was actually talking to a couple people how I needed to revisit that because I saw it right when it was released. I really enjoyed it, but I haven't seen it since. And Fair. it's something I've thought about going back to. And, you know, now that you bring it up, I'm going to move that up my list because it is something that's come up more recently that I have to get back to anyway. Yeah, I. it's funny. I had really low thoughts the first time I saw it. And then I remember, I don't remember, I don't know when it was, but uh, over the same weekend, it was like my, I, because I, it's me and I buy movies because I'm just a fucking idiot. I, um, <laughs> we... We, uh, Mel I, Melissa and I did like a, we called it like a, a second chance weekend with three, three movies out of the Criterion collection that I had purchased. I'd seen before and only had mixed reactions before. And, uh, it was, uh, Punch Drunk Love, Inside Lewin Davis, and Pan's Labyrinth. And, uh, that second watch of Pan's Labyrinth, like, I, what felt like it, at least 10 years later, I totally flipped. Totally flipped. Um, it, it's, it is a beautiful film that is both like just a great fairy tale story, but also just a yeah. harsh, harsh story about like life during a civil war. It's just like heartbreaking. Um, and the, the, the blend of those two things is really great. I, I I'm on record as not being a Guillermo del Toro fan, but that is far and away. I, one, I mean, I would say it's his best film. Um, but it's just yeah. beautiful, beautiful made film. Yeah. I, Joey, definitely definitely give that a rewatch soon because it's good. Yeah, that, absolutely. It, de it deserves it. Lovely. It's awesome. Like good one. Yeah. Great. So uh, the second one um, is actually by one of my favorite directors, by uh, Park Chan-wook. And I had never seen this film. It came out a few years ago. And I'm not quite sure why I didn't watch it. I 
it just was something that never really came up to me. Like, it, I would see that it was streaming or something and think, oh, I, I need to watch it at some point, but never really got into it. So very recently, Neil, wa- my husband, Neil, was gone for an afternoon. I don't know, doing something. And I was really bored and I wanted to watch something I'd never seen before. And The Handmaiden was on, was streaming. So I thought, oh, okay, you know what? I'm going to watch this. Um, For some reason, I didn't know anything about it because I didn't look into it, which is very unusual. I usually spoil every movie for myself because I don't care about spoilers. And this was one that I just hadn't. And I was goddamn blown away by this film. I I like a good period piece, but my God, was this a fucking movie. Um, You know, for anybody who hasn't seen it, I will say, I think this is a gorgeous, unexpected treat with uh, some really explicit sex, and I'm totally fine with that. But if that's something that makes you uncomfortable, maybe look into it a little bit. But... It, it blew my goddamn mind. And I remember I was drinking just uh, some, some gin. I was just having gin on the rocks while I was, while I was watching this movie. Appropriate. I felt like it's the 1930s. Uh, you know, it was uh, 1930s Korea when uh, under Japanese occupation. It seemed fitting. I don't know why. But I remember Neil came home in the middle of it. And I was like, this movie is amazing. But you need to go in the bedroom because I have to finish it. And you can't be here for it. So he did. He went in the bedroom and watched YouTube or something. It's incredible. It's so good. And I don't have it for this season. But man, am I going to bring that movie in? Because it it blew my mind. It's incredible. The, The two lead actors in it amazing and it's another one of those ones where they were super comfortable on set he made sure to to really create a safe atmosphere for the two of them so that they could actually like perform together and i just oh my god i love it so much i love the handmaiden everybody should watch it i think it's brilliant so i recently saw this movie for the first time i kind of fell upon it accidentally and yeah i loved it. it's a fantastic movie um I watched it, it was another movie, I think I watched it again like two, three days later, because I was like, you know, I'm not a big period piece person, so I kind of left it, and I was like, you know, I don't know, I I think just the acting got me, I don't know that it's as good as I think it was, and, you know, I I think I liked it better the second time, it's a fantastic movie. Hmm. I I still can't believe I haven't seen it. And every gotta watch it. And every time I log on to, like, to Prime, it's just right there, I think Prime thinks you'd like this. And I'm like, Prime, you know me. I know that I will. <laughs> but I just, I, for, for whatever reason, I just, I just haven't yet. <laughs> so I think what really did it for me where I was like, okay, I need to watch this is um, I listened to a horror podcast called uh, Gay Lords of Darkness. They did an entire episode on The Handmaiden and it opened my eyes and I was like, this, it, it it was one of those things where I felt like I needed to watch the movie afterward. Uh, but my God, I loved it so much. I just love that movie. Oh, I, now I want to go watch it again. And see, and I, I dig period pieces and I dig Park Chan-wook. So I don't truly don't know why I haven't seen it yet. I will, I will watch it soon. Watch it soon. Good. Good. 
Um, and so then the uh, so my number one, and this is actually my number one favorite movie. Um, it has been since I saw it back in I think 2011 with my husband. We illegally streamed it online because we were too poor to uh, rent it or find it. Um, I I'm going to preface this by saying I am actually a pretty big anime person. I watch a lot of animated like anime movies and a lot of anime series. There's a lot of really bad anime out there, but there's also a lot of really good anime. So I'm always going to come in and I'm always going to defend it. But there is a movie called Summer Wars from 2009. And I think this is probably a little more obscure. So I, I did write a little blurb about it. And it's about a student named Kenji discovering the meaning of family as he attempts to correct a life-threatening glitch he caused on the digital platform Oz while attending the 90th birthday celebration of his classmate Nasuke's uh, great-grandmother. I probably pronounced that wrong, and I do apologize for that. But it's an it's a beautiful film. Um it deals with love, loss, big families, a, a really amazing digital world, um, how to work together with some of the most beautiful animation I've ever seen. Um, if you've ever seen Belle or uh, Mirai, which was nominated for Best uh uh, best animated picture the same year as uh, Spider-Verse, which was really sad because I love Mirai, but Spider-Verse obviously was going to have it. Summer Wars is just a really lovely, poignant film. Uh, we go back to it over and over and over again. And every time I think, oh, I'm not going to cry. I know what's going to happen. And then I'm a mess for 15 minutes. Um, it's It's really beautiful. I really think everybody should watch it. Uh, and it's really nice. And surprisingly, it's not a horror movie. <laughs> oh, funny anecdote. I have a huge family. Um, my dad had like seven siblings. My mom has a lot, like three, but one of my uncles has uh, way too many children, like 30. And, um, and so when Neil and I watched it, I said, oh, this reminds me, you know, I was like, oh, I can I can relate to her because she has a really big family. And the first time he went to one of my family gatherings, he went, oh, my God, it's the, the family from Summer Wars. And I was so happy because they're such a nice family, but they are very intense, which is my family. Yeah, I will. I will put it out there that anime is definitely not a world that I'm very familiar with. And and I know I know you're not. a. I would I would I would. Take a very educated guess that you're not the biggest fan of our Spirited Away episode, which is which is okay. <laughs> no, uh, but that's okay. You're allowed to have your opinions, and I'm not ever going to tell you that those opinions aren't valid. I don't agree with them. Um, I went to <laughs> at all, uh, but that's okay. Uh, I can't wait till I make you watch Princess Mononoke and. and no, no, it's and I, I. Here's the thing. I actually I love I loved watching Spirited Away with Stella. And yeah. I also made the, the incorrect assumption that because she liked Spirited Away when she was five, that she'd be okay with Princess Mononoke. And she came out of the bedroom. We weren't watching it with her. And she was like, Dad, I don't want to watch this anymore. I was like, what that's happened? A yeah, I, apparently it's violent. And uh, Oh, that's a really violent movie. It's like the, the one movie <laughs> that, um, that uh, they got that was rated R. Uh, it's it's a I think it's a movie that everybody should watch. It's incredible. It has some really amazing philosophical questions that you can ask. We actually recently went and saw it on the big screen for the first time, and I came out of it going, 
oh my god i have we we had to go find a beer and just sit and decipher the things that we saw for the first time going through it um but i'm never gonna oh, you can have your own opinion that doesn't matter i'm still gonna love uh spirited away it still makes me very happy of course but that's why but yeah. this is fun if we all agree yeah. this be very boring very boring uh, yeah that's yeah, I mean, anime is, uh, you know, for me, a big blind spot. I, I, but your passion for it makes me really want to see this movie with having really no basis except for that. I, I, you know, I really appreciate the way you present it and talk about it. So, you know, I think that matters, and I think that makes it worthy of, you know, getting an add-on to the watch list. Because that is a huge blind spot for me. Not, not, it's not that it's even anything that I've seen that I didn't like. It's just a big blind spot. And I've and seen a lot of... Asian movies. Yeah. But that's just, it's just, it's just never something I've really come across. I don't know that I fully understand it. Totally. In in any way, yeah. So, but yeah, I'm going to, you know, I threw that on the watch list while you were speaking because I love the way you presented it. And that, that I think one of the things I really love about anime is that it presents these ideas that can't necessarily be presented in um, like a, a real live action movie. So um, there's this really great series out called uh, the um, it's called uh, it's about like fighting demons and they do use uh, some pretty intense CGI for certain uh, certain moments. But the way that it's uh, that it comes off of these weapons and the way that it, you know, slices the heads off of demons is beautiful and incredible. And you watch it and you think, oh, this could never be done live action. If they did, it would just look cheesy. And I think that's one of the most that's one of the most beautiful things about it, um, because both my husband and I are really into like fantasy. We really like that kind of thing, uh, fantasy and sci-fi. So it's nice to be able to find s- something that's lacking in um, live live movies. You can only watch the uh, Lord of the Rings so many times before you're like, OK, I need something different. Like, I can't I can't keep watching these movies just because they're the only fantasy around. I, I I will say I did I just quickly I quickly looked, and and you're right I didn't I didn't say that Spirited Away should be in the book I looked my my replacement was Coco that has some sentimental ties to it but Fair. but having like if I could go back if I could make a replacement I would still keep it with Miyazaki and I would we did recently watch My Neighbor Totoro and I really really enjoyed My Neighbor Totoro I love My Neighbor Totoro. Um, when my, uh, nephew, my nephew's 11 months old and there was a point in his life where he wouldn't stop crying. Uh, he was very upset and I put on Miyazaki music and anytime the theme of Totoro came on, he got happy. So that immediately makes me think of like my nephew, which makes me happy. And I can't wait till he's old enough to watch it with me. He'll probably hate it, but I don't care. (laughs) I'll force him. But you... But whatever, you'll you'll share it with them, good, bad, or otherwise. You get to talk about it, and that's why it's fun. I pr- and I I promise you, yeah. It'll like like the other day, I I tweeted this. I I I wanted to watch something with the girls that was, oh man, that wasn't like a like a cartoon, but like I don't know, that was more adult, I guess, whatever. And so I, in middle of the day, and I was done with what I needed to get done, and me and Stella and Sophie watched Ghostbusters. Now, now, Sophie, amazing. Sophie, it's so good. Th- fell asleep because that's what she does but Stella stayed up and like was in it and thought it was funny and like the moment where the big stay puffed marshmallow man came Stella was like 
Like just like <laughs> just like flabbergasted. It was great. It was amazing. Oh that's, my that's gosh. Awesome. I, when, when you tweeted that, I was like, oh, that's that that's fantastic. Everyone's gonna have fun over there. I love Ghostbusters. I'm not a big comedy Same. person, but I will always watch Ghostbusters. We actually went to go see it in like thirty five millimeter or something. Um, and it was it was awesome. It was so much fun. We went to uh, the Cinerama when it was still open. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, I guess I guess it's my turn. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. So um, I, and I I these are definitely not like my favorite films of all time. Uh, these are definitely some recent watches, and I, I have my reasons for them. The first one's a cheat. It's kind of like the Toy Story one, where it's it's a, it's a bunch of movies. And I would say this is my this is my my spousal pick. Um, and I cannot believe these movies are not in the book, but, uh, my first, the first movies I want to talk about a little bit are the before trilogy, uh, which is, uh, Richard Linklater's trilogy with, uh, Ethan yeah. Hawke and Julie Delpy, uh, 1995, 2004, 2013. And it's, it follows this couple over each, each movie spans nine years, just like they span in real life. Um, and the first one is they meet on a train and they're not a couple yet, and they, they have this wonderful, magical day, and they decide they're going to meet in the same spot one year later. And then when you go to the next film, you realize they never do, but he's on a book tour, and she meets, they meet up, and that movie ends. They're like, oh, are they going to get together? And then in the third movie, they have, and they have kids, but there's a whole thing now where Ethan Hawke had a wife, and now he's divorced, and it's a whole thing. But um, these movies are it, it, it this is really also the theater in me it's they're so dialogue driven and yet watching these two talk in these very uh lavish exotic locales um i am just utterly charmed and smitten by this and it was it was uh, i blind bought the criterion set we watched the first one and instantly we're like okay well because i thought we might watch one a night over the like th over three nights and we did not uh, we watched two on the first night, and I think if it had not been so late, we would have done the third one. Um, but just very, very sweet, very fun movies that are also, they're just very realistic. I mean, the third movie, if you're married, the third movie has a, some, uh, it had, they have a fight in a hotel room that is, is about as real and honest an argument between a married couple as I've ever seen shot on a film before. And every time we, like, we look at each other, we're like, fuck, man, that's, it hurts because it's like, we know you know what that feels like. Um, but, oh, man, I think Richard Linklater directed the fuck out of those movies. And um, I, I, I couldn't recommend those movies anymore. I actually haven't seen them. I, <sighs> I keep I put them on my list, but it's other things keep creeping up. So now I'm going to now I'm going to make them a priority for myself to, to watch, because I think there's something that I'd really enjoy. I like a good character driven story um, with good dialogue and just like if it hits you in the feels i'm probably going to enjoy it um yeah so my first thought about this did you see the um the fake tweet that went out about this the other day that adam that everybody thought was real i did not no yeah so they put up a picture of ethan hawk and uh that they were starting to film before i forget but uh <laughs> <laughs> oh that's sad yeah, and for like two days, um, people were super pumped about it, and then people realized it was fake and were bummed. Um, so, I know I'm in the minority. I don't love those movies. Oh. Um, I know. I know. It's just... It, and I love Ethan Hawke. I, I think he's he pretty... Now, I don't think they're bad. I just don't... 
they just never kind of connected with me for whatever reason. <sighs> Adam's kicking me off the podcast, but no, it's no, been no, nice. No, 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 no. <laughs> I. It it definitely it will, and it's fun, in the same like I I think that's just the that it's the it's the theater in me too it's the guy I like the person I I want to sit down and read a script and I, I I just it's so dialogue heavy and 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 each each of the movies has a scene that just really sticks out to me and I don't know and I it honestly it helped too I think that I I saw them like later in life all at the ripe age of like 32 um but i <laughs> but like i i definitely think i watched it at the right time and and uh and just appreciate it for for what they are but i but i also get it too like if it, they are i mean even the second one's the second one's only like 85 minutes but it's still like it's just two people talking and if that's not your bag and it, and the and the the story doesn't grab you i it's probably probably feels like a slog so i i i get it i do get it and I think I definitely saw the first one, like, I saw it, like, right when it came out, so I was definitely young, so I think I, like, went into every, like, everything just not fully bought in from the first one, and I think that's, you know, but it, they'll all get rewatches one day in my life. It's, it's something I've talked about doing, because I completely understand I am not in the majority here, which I'm fine with, I don't care about that, but, you know, so at some point, if you're that much of an outlier, you have to be missing something. So I'm I'm willing to acknowledge that. Well, this this next movie I, I I wouldn't say was critically lauded, but I I I'm not gonna lie, I just had a fucking blast watching it, and it was the first it was the first movie that we watched uh, as a family here, uh, you know, in the new house when we moved, um, and I. I wasn't putting it off, but we were just sort of like we were just so busy that when we finally settled down and the girls said they wanted to have a movie night, I was like, okay, I got it, and so. My 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 next recommendation is Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Oh, like like the so new good. movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, now I'm gonna have to watch it because I have been oh. avoiding it like the plague. Watch it. I okay. They do a great job. If so, it's shitty, I am going to tell both of you immediately. But I trust you, so <laughs> that's, I will that's very watch fair, it. But- now I, I will I will again the the two the two big things I had to preface right off the bat is I a I was watching it with my family, but but, but B the amount like it, this was just like like I I felt like I was being overwhelmed in the best way possible with all of the nostalgic feels. Okay. And, and just it's just bombarding. And not okay. just, and not just of rescue rangers, but like every, oh no. Everything of and around that time, the storyline is kind of silly and fun. I've heard it sort of compared to sort of Who Framed Roger Rabbit in the sense of um, the live action and the, the yeah. animated. And all of the different animation styles that are in it. Okay. Um, it's really cool. And, yeah. and it's, it's just... And, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, how can you dislike something where there is Senator Butthead? <laughs> just... Well, and the, and, and just like Easter eggs and hidden things galore all over the place. And yeah. and I that's fun. Okay, I, I love and I I, I love John Mulaney's stand up. I loved him when he was in. Speaking of Spider Verse, when he when he pops up there, but like him and Andy Samberg as Chip and Dale are just it's just the voice talent is so funny and the the plot is so silly, but also kind of like yeah, I get this. I I see what they're doing with this. Um, it's I, funny. It's clever without being. 
It's not heavy-handed. They didn't like they they took it. They, they leaned into it, and they had a lot of fun with it. I'll watch it. This I'm sold now. This sounds very fun. I'm into it. And that's and that's all that it is. It's fun. It's you're, yep. No, a lot of fun. No big life lessons, but like, I I had a blast. And then again, and like the other fun time was at the end. They, the Chippendale song is played, but it's Post Malone singing it. And again, because my kids are smart when they want to be, my, my oldest was like, isn't this the guy who sings the song from Spider-Man? I'm like, yes, this is, this is yes, the guy who yes, sings it is. the song from Spider-Man. Amazing. Okay, that's, that's adorable. So that has made me want to watch it, and I will watch it. I can't guarantee that my husband will watch it. He is very against it, but I, I will do that. That's solid. I will. It sounds very fun, actually, now. Because at first I was like, oh, my God, I'm never yeah, watching this. And so so much of the of the plot is based around this idea of reboots. And they, they are making fun of the idea of reboots in the Great. movie. So it's, Great. It's, it's the movie is in on the joke, I would say. I love it. I love um, it. OK, it this sounds fun. This does sound fun. I'm into it now. <laughs> um, and the, the, the last movie I want to mention um, Again, none of these are in my top forevers, but the before trilogy are. But so I, I before I think off off uh, Mike, we were talking about creating uh, a syllabus, and I have been reading and reading and reading and reading lots of plays for this theater history class I'm going to be t- teaching. Um, and so uh, I t- I took it a little easy on myself, and instead of reading one of these plays that I had to reread, I I watched it. Um, and I, I straight up forgot just how well made this movie was. And so um, I recently rewatched Fences, which is the uh, Denzel oh, yeah. Washington led and directed movie. Uh, yeah. Also Viola Davis um, uh, off of the great Pulitzer Prize winning August Wilson play. Um, and I believe that this was the year that... Uh, the now maligned Casey Affleck won best actor for Manchester by the sea. Um, but, uh, but man, this, and I mean, this, the, the film still has the theatricality kind of smacked all over it, but you cannot deny how good Denzel and Viola are in this movie. Um, and, and for anybody who doesn't know, I mean, it's set in the fifties. Um, and it, it basically, Denzel plays uh, Troy, who is sort of the, the uber patriarch of this family. Um, and there's, there's a lot going on, his relationship with his wife and his two sons who he has with different wives. Um, but basically, it's sort of this, you know, he ends up having this, um, this affair with this woman and she gets pregnant and sort of, sort of upends the family dynamic. And it's sort of, how are they going to deal with it? But it's also just such a slice of life movie. But... Like if you want to see a Broadway production, like take like take all of the work and all of the energy and all of the practice and put it into a movie. I mean, this thing is, I mean, it's it's not flawless because it's hard to adapt theater to screen, but it is Absolutely. it is damn near damn near a perfect movie. It, it's everybody uh, is phenomenal in it. It's it's a pretty incredible incredible adaptation. It's. Like, like you said, it's, it's nearly impossible to actually adapt a play for film. It's just, there are so many things missing, but that's, that's a damn good movie. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I don't know the play, but the movie really impressed me. I saw it in theaters because I wanted to see something and it was playing. I didn't know anything about it and I loved it and talked about it a lot because I just think 
I think just everybody on board went above and beyond. Yeah, it's. Uh, it, I will say it's pretty. I mean, there are slight changes in dialogue to the movie, but it's mostly just stuff taken out and like kind of changing in locales because okay. the, the whole the whole play is set in the backyard of of the house, so they take some some location liberties. But other, I mean, honestly, other than that, it is it's pretty much as faithful an adaptation as you can do without just just taking all of the text and putting it on. Um, and, uh, and August, so, and August Wilson, who wrote the play, he was also the person who wrote Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which, which Netflix produced recently, um, which is also a really good movie. And I know. Love that movie. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I believe that Denzel, what he wants to do, he, he Denzel wants to do, um, the whole century cycle, which, and now, now I'm just going straight theater nerd on you, but, uh, yeah. August Wilson wrote a play for every decade from the night from 1900 to 1990. And so, um, and a lot of them, a lot of them have been widely acclaimed. Um, so Denzel, I think his production company has this idea of producing all of those as a film so that they're, they're all out there as a film version, which, which I, I will say, please do because into it. Yeah. Yeah. Please do that. Please do that. (laughs) Um, so there you go. Th- those that was my my last one, and it's it's fences. So awesome, oh, so good. great movies. Yeah, yes. I know all. Yeah, all across the board. Um, Very eclectic lists we yeah. have. We covered a lot of things. <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> well, speaking of eclectic lists, let's talk about really kind of why we're here, um, which is to to get you, the listener, amped up for the movies that we're going to cover next year. Now, one thing that we're gonna change. And I, I, this is one of those things that happened and I never totally knew why. We were always so coy from week to week about what movie we were gonna discuss. Um, that's another change, we're getting rid of it. In fact, we all want you to know exactly what we're covering. Now, we're not gonna necessarily, necessarily tell you the order of our season, but we wanna get, get you pumped up. So um, at some point, we will let you know all of the movies that we're gonna discuss. So. Uh, Joey, since you went first last time, I want to talk about the movies that Brittany is bringing to the table for next year. But before we just let you take over, um, Joey, looking at the list of movies that Brittany uh, uh, brought in for next season, what is the one movie from her list that you are the most excited to discuss? So overall, so I, I haven't seen all of them, but of the ones I've seen... A hundred percent, it's old boy. Um, I, I I can't wait. I, it's it's such a glorious movie that I've made some of the BPC guys watch recently, and um, I, I just, I'm really excited for that one. Uh, so I was really excited that you picked that. And of the movies I haven't seen, Akira is the one that I want to watch the most. Of course, I got an anime in there. I had to. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I I think I definitely agree on the Akira front too because. Um, it's a movie that I've again I've only heard good things about, and I've owned. I've I, I you you can't all see this, but I dorked out, and if I own the movie that we're discussing, it's in front of me right now, and so I'm I've got a, like an awkward stack of movies, and I'm and Akira's right here, and I've owned it for probably three years now, waiting for like the good reason to watch it, and now, Brittany, you've you've gifted us the the perfect reason to watch this movie you're so welcome you're absolutely so welcome it's not selfish at all that i just want to rewatch it myself and relive the first time i ever watched it actually the first time i watched it i fell asleep because um we watched it in england when i went back to visit 
Neil when we were in a long distance relationship. And that's the movie he put on when I was like super jet lagged. So I made it five minutes into it. Not very long. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm really excited to discuss that one with you too. I think that that is such a bonkers movie. The, the, and I, I will say that the, the one of yours that I, I think I'm the most excited to, to have like a lengthy conversation of and out, outside of old boy. Um, and I, 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 I always 97 was just an amazing year and yeah. I cannot wait to talk about L.A. Confidential. Oh, my God. Yeah, I love L.A. Confidential. And, and the last time I watched it, I, I, I don't know why I happened to I read this this uh, thread about it and. I, the last time I watched it, I changed the contrast on my TV and I watched it in black and white. And it, it just made me feel even more like I was in like the noir world. It was fucking amazing. Amazing. Oh, that's awesome. My mind is blown. I never even thought about trying that. Do, oh, I, I, I highly suggest we do it for the pod. It, I mean, hell yeah. Just I would, I would yeah. recommend it. I would recommend it. Hell yeah. I Watched love it. Watch it all twice. Yeah, watching them all twice anyway, that's a thing that has to happen, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Well, I'm really, really excited to discuss um, Old Boy, Akira, and LA Confidential with both of you. Um, They are three movies that I've already seen, and Old Boy I'm sure we'll go into, but that was a choice that I made because we were originally going to be talking about it at one point, so it seemed right to bring it to uh the forefront but um it's actually funny i think joey and i have a lot of like movies in common i think we have pretty similar tastes uh so joey and i actually had some overlaps on our list so uh which which was great because i just was like great we're gonna we're gonna see eye to eye on a couple of these at least (laughs) uh but so i i changed my list up a couple of times um while I came, while I decided on it, and these are not really in any type of order. They're not in favorites. I haven't seen all of them, but the other movies that I am bringing to the podcast that I suggested were um, the Red Shoes, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Haxen. I'm going to butcher this because I cannot speak French, but Le Diabolique. I'm sure my sister is better than I would have done. (laughs) Oh, I took German. Like, give me a German thing and I'll sound like I am hailing Satan. But my God, (laughs) if I try to speak French, it does not work out. And I think those are other. Yeah, I think those are the uh, the movies that I chose this year of of the ones on this list. The only ones I haven't seen. I haven't seen the red shoes. I haven't actually watched all of Haxon. I've seen a lot of clips of it, but I've never watched it all the way through. And I've never watched uh Le Diabolique. Yeah, I'm and I uh uh The Red Shoes, La Diabolique and Akira are the movies that I haven't seen. But I'm so excited for the Red Shoes. I've only seen one uh Pal and Pressburger film, but I was over the moon for it. We did it on the show. It was a, a matter of life and death. Um and I just I really I'm excited to watch the red shoots because I'm sure it's going to be, it's going to be a, a, a feast for the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was really excited about. Uh, when, when we decided that was actually a late, a late addition to this whole thing. And I also tried to give, I tried to give myself a, a test. I was like, oh, okay, you can't pick everything from the same decade. It can't all be 1986, even though there's a ton of films from 1986. So I almost did it. I almost picked a film from a different decade 
each time, but Akira and Who Framed Roger Rabbit both came out in 1988, but I don't care. They both are worth talking about. We have to talk about Dif- them. Different continents, different years. Time zone exactly. thing. Don't worry about there it. There we go. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> I feel so much better now. It's how time zones work. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Joey, of, of, of her movies, uh, what are the movies that you haven't seen? I haven't seen Red Shoes. I haven't seen Akira. I haven't seen Les Diabol... Diabolique? Les, Les the Diabolique. French one. <laughs> yep. I haven't seen that. Um, but, you know, I, I've seen the rest. Um, I saw Haxon once. I've seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit so many times. Um, I, I really like your list because I do think we have some similar similar approaches the way we think about movies and whatnot. Because there was some overlap. We have a thousand and one movies. The fact that we overlapped was bananas. But I know. Like um, twice. I, I, <laughs> But I, you know, there's just so many different things. It, it, every movie's different enough, but they're all, all have something different at the table. So I'm excited to get into them. Nice. So Joey, let's talk about uh, your picks. Um, but before we get before we get to to all of them, um, Brittany, what one of Joey's picks are you the most excited to talk about? I think, and I think I mentioned this to you both before, but I think I'm most excited to watch Eraserhead and to discuss that with both of you because that movie is so much about fatherhood and I think there's a lot to to tackle with that one plus I'm a I'm a big old David Lynch fan give me David Lynch every day so I cannot wait to dive into that movie and to force my husband to watch it for the first time and 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 discuss it because I there's so much going on in there. It's so much going on in that movie. So uh, so that well and uh, we're doing two uh, definitive director ranking episodes next year. One of which will be David Lynch, uh, and the the physical media nerd in me wants to inform you both that Lost Highway will be coming to 4K from the Criterion Collection in October. Really? Yes, it will. Really? Yes, it, it it's gonna be a thing. I will be I will I will be buying it just I mean like, why not everybody, everybody know right now um yeah I, I I'm stoked about Eraserhead and the David Lynch rankings because um his movies you know I, I just feel like you hear David Lynch and you think of you know I, I you know Blue Velvet comes to mind or Mulholland Drive or if maybe Inland Empire but like you think of the bizarre you think of the crazy but like he does. He's got these. We did Elephant Man on the show. He's got his Elephant Man. He's got his straight stories, and he's got these movies that like slip in there, and you're like, "What the fuck is this? This is yeah. just so not what I thought it would be." Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited to tackle that. I I the one that I'm, I was excited that you picked because I've only seen it once, and I think that you said you hadn't seen it, Joey. Was M? I'm really excited to talk about M. Me too. Me too. Yeah, I've never seen it, and that's been something that's been recommended to me, and. I have no idea why I have not gotten there because it sounds just fantastic. And um, I saw that on the list. That was it's no brainer because I ha- it's been pushed on. Why wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So, so we, we, you know, Eraserhead and the David Lynch rankings and, and M. But Joey, what else? Have you, what, are, what are your other picks? What else are we going to be talking about next year? Yeah, so I also tried to really spread out time and, you know, genre as much as I could instead of leaning in one thing. So I went M, which I haven't seen. I went 1930s Frankenstein, get into the old monsters, because how do you not love that? Seven Samurai, which is the other movie I haven't seen. 
Um, cool Hand Luke, because yeah, he's just really handsome, and it's a good movie. So handsome. <laughs> My God. It's absurd. Um, Eraserhead, Evil Dead, because Evil Dead is fantastic, and I, I think Adam doesn't love it, and that made me laugh. <laughs> um, then the movie that one of the movies Brittany and I overlapped, The Lighthouse, which is a movie I have wanted to talk about in long form forever. The first night I ever, I've seen that movie four times now. The first time I watched it, I finished it like 1230 and I pretty much texted Grant till he just shut off his phone on me because I just needed, you know, sometimes you watch something and you need an outlet. So that's where I went. And then, um. The, the last one I picked was actually one of the movies that was in my top ten. It's a movie that I really love so much. Um, La La Land. And I haven't seen it yet, so I'm actually really excited Ooh. to see La La Land. So, so Brittany, what are the other films from his list that you haven't seen? So, um, I, I've actually seen a, a few of these movies, but I have not seen um, The Seven Samurai. I haven't seen La La Land. And I haven't seen M. Oh, nobody's seen M. That's, no, no, that's no. really cool. Oh, I, no, oh I, you have? I've seen M, yes. Yeah. Oh, I have. I misunderstood. Okay, so two of us not seeing M is yeah. pretty fun. Well, and, and I'm excited because um, uh, one the only movie of your list I haven't seen, I, it sounds like both of you have, is uh, Cool Hand Luke. I've never seen that. Really? Oh, really? I love Cool oh, wow. Hand Luke. What we have here is a failure to communicate. Uh, my dad yeah. used to say that a lot when I was a kid, so we finally had to just watch Cool Hand Luke. I think there was a summer. Uh, we were very intense. My sister and I were very intense children, so poor guy, poor guy. I don't know how he got through it. But um, there was one summer where we just watched like only Paul Newman movies, Paul Newman and uh, Robert Redford. My grandma actually named her Cat RR after Robert Redford. <laughs> it's a great summer. It was That's really amazing. good. That's Man, amazing. I love Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Gosh, you know, I just, I am a, I'm a big Paul Newman fan. I can't wait. I can't wait. Awesome. I, I, I'm excited. Again, another, a, a great excuse to finally watch that movie. Um, very excited. Yeah, it's perfect. All right. And then, so we got to my picks. Um, uh, so I won't, I won't talk about them yet. Uh, Joey. Which of the movies that I am bringing to the table are you most excited to talk about? So, um, the host. Boon, Boon Jong-ho, you know, our second ranking, spoiler alert, but I love him so much. I love the host. Um, the host was actually one of the later movies of his I saw. So, um, you know, putting those kind of together, I think that's going to be a really fun conversation. I, I, Brittany's just smiling and nodding. <laughs> I just love Fong Joon-ho. Um, I think the host is lovely. I think on the, um, on the uh, episode, the Blade Runner episode, we did discuss um, the host at one point because you brought up memories of a murder. And, yes. You know, and I was like, oh, I love Fong Joon-ho. Uh, so I cannot wait to watch the host again. Uh, it's, it's a it's so pleasant. Well, I don't know if I'd describe it as pleasant, but I love it. I do. It just <laughs> makes me happy. So I'm excited. It's, it's, it's pleasant in a sense. I, I, I'm on board with you there. <laughs> you know, it's not really feel good, but I still love it. It makes me warm and fuzzy. 
<laughs> and then, uh, Brittany, what, so uh, turn it to you. Which, which of the movies from the list are you excited to talk about? So I'm really excited about this list. I think it's a great list, and it, it has a lot of interesting uh, movies on there. The one I'm really excited to watch is The, the Treasure of Sierra Madre, which I didn't know about until you put it on the list. So I started doing research on it and I just sat there going, Oh, this is a movie I need to watch. This is, this is totally something that I would really be into. And, and just like the background of, of uh, the background information I found out about that movie was fantastic. So I can't, I cannot wait to dive into that movie. I I've been telling myself I can't watch it yet, but I, I really want to. Yeah, so I, I will admit that I, I definitely try to pick movies that I, I have, like, of the movies I've picked, I have not seen half, over half of them. Uh, Good. Uh, so, That's um, great. Uh, so you, you mentioned The Host, haven't seen it. You mentioned The, the Treasure of Sierra Madre, haven't seen it. Um, other movies I suggested that I haven't seen are uh, The Thin Man, uh, Henry V, and The Leopard. Uh, and then other movies that uh, I'll, that I am bringing to the table for next year that I have seen are the James Campion's The Piano, um, Drive, which I'm very Ooh. excited to talk about. Me too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and and I, as we were discussing, uh, sort of uh, off mic on a different sort of gathering, um, the maybe the movie I'm the most excited to talk about because it was supposed to be the next episode of the show when Ian was around was is Get Carter. Um, which uh, I didn't own, and I did a quick look, and uh, Zavi, which releases a bunch of stuff through the UK, is releasing a really bitchin' 4K version of it, so I, I just pre-ordered it. Um, Hell yeah. And I'm, I'm excited to get into it and delve into that. Um, but yeah, nice. this, this, this list is chock full of stuff I just have never seen, and it's, it's, I, I try to approach it, too, where it's like, it's giving me a reason to watch these movies that I've owned for some reason, so let's, yeah. let's actually do it. That's- that's per- I mean, I haven't seen five of the movies on your list. I haven't seen Get Carter, The Leopard, Treasure of Sierra Madre, Thin Man, or Henry V. So, I've, you know, I've been looking at them, and it's cool. I, I, you know, I like that there's so much kind of unknown with it. It makes it – never know what to expect. That's actually the exact same for me. I haven't seen those five movies either. <laughs> oh! Again, Joey, we're overlapping. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> amazing. But no, it's I, those are the ones I have not seen, and I am so excited to. I, I love watching things that I might not have ever even known about. You know, that's one of the cool things about this book. Um, yeah. So I can't wait to dive into all of them. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I think, uh, you know, we'll 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 find the flow as we go, and we'll 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 find we'll bring back old bits. We'll we'll create new ones. Um, but really, really excited. You know, and and you know maybe airing some of our, our our previous conversations i just thought that the way that we all you know in addition to my wife but the way that we all talked about uh event horizon when we were on the pod and just the way that both of you have prepped and come to like any recording just like primed and ready to go it made just the most absolute sense to uh uh to ask you to and again I, if you don't mind i i would love to share like when i approached both of you i said hey i'm you're, I'm asking somebody else as well. And like, you know, if you want to, you know, I, I'm only asking you to do like every other episode. And both of you pretty much were like, I'm in. I don't care what the other person says. And I'm going to do every one. I was like, oh, shit. Awesome. So we've got like, we've got our, 
our regular crew now, which is amazing. Um, so Brittany, Joey, again, just like I'm so thrilled that you agreed to be a part of this this crazy fun journey that we're about to embark on. I am so excited to be a part of this. Thank you so much for extending the offer. Uh, I loved the original show and I'm really excited. I, I, I just really want to do Ian justice. Yeah. You know, it's just very much appreciated. Um, I think we have just a really eclectic and cool mix of movies that I think we're going to do a good job. And, uh, I really look forward to everything coming, and I, I I love recording and speaking with you guys about everything. So I really look forward to everything. It's a lot of fun, and I can't wait. So uh, to those of you out there listening, we hope that we we uh, we pique some interest in in the show coming back. Um, you know, stay tuned to to the Twitter feed. Um, we have a Facebook page, which I'll start to I'll dig that out of the the grave that it is in, and and hopefully make it more uh, more known. And maybe we'll do an Instagram. I don't know. I have been Letterbox has basically been my Letterbox. So if you're curious at all about what I've been watching, um, but the all the lists for the show are up to date. So um, old recommends, old list. That's all there. Um, but uh, we we plan on dropping our first episode on the first Friday of 2023 so uh on behalf of joey and Brittany and ian wherever you are uh i am adam and please stay tuned for january 6th for our next new episode of a thousand and one by one